Hey everyone, it's me, Dan Pontifrac. Welcome to another episode of Leadership Now with me, Dan. Today, just me. I'm the guest. I'm the host. I'm all that. I have some insights and an announcement of sorts. So first, the insights that lead to the announcement because it dawned on me that they are related. The counselor in my life recently suggested that I should swear more in public. Uh, In hindsight, I suppose he's bleep right. It's only October the 26th as I record this today in 2022, but it's fair to say that this year has been likely the worst of my life. I've had some doozies for certain, but never like this. It's as though... The Algea, the Greek spirits of pain and suffering, have cast a spell on me and my family that cannot be broken. The beginning of the year saw our middle child of three uh, suffered a split eyeball, if you can believe this, from an errant piece of ice. Uh, It was gross. Six surgeries later, the miracle of medicine and surgeons, the eye is all patched up, but he's still in pain. He's never going to be able to see 2020 vision again. He's at about 2050, 2060 right now. A couple more laser surgeries to go, um, but the recovery continues, and he's still got every two weeks these surgeon checkups and eye procedure tweaks. Yeah, so that has not been a fun start to the year. And then a couple of months later in March, uh, we realized that we were visiting the pet hospital a lot with one of our new dogs, Poppy, who then subsequently was diagnosed with juvenile diabetes. New puppy, new juvenile diabetes. Uh, And the diabetes cannot be cured, as it turns out, when they're juvenile with dogs. So we uh, head off to a few more emergency visits until recently when finally the veterinarian sorted out the correct insulin dosage for this wee little dog. Two needles a day, a regimented diet, no chance, as I mentioned, to cure diabetes. It's incredibly tiresome, let alone worrisome. So uh, anyone out there in Leadership Now land, you want to you wanna pet sit a diabetic dog who pees once an hour? Takers, anyone? No, I didn't think so. COVID, COVID COVID-19, like you, I'm certain, infected our household, this time in the spring of 2022. And ever since the beginning of June, my infinitely better half and mate for life, Denise, has been, I would argue, the beneficiary of a long COVID case. So finally, she's been approved for an x-ray and other analyses to see what's up. But uh, if you have it, you know what I'm talking about. She basically coughs up a lung every 15 minutes, yet there's no phlegm and she's not sick. So it's quite exhausting for her and for some of us around the house because she's coughing. It's it's horrible. Uh, it gets better in 2022 uh, with an irony twist. At the end of August... Due to several complications of mine from a previous surgery, um, they found some blood in places where it shouldn't be uh, in my body. And so it's a bit like seeing Deadpool on the Death Star. Those two things don't go together. Totally different universes. So I was horizontal for about seven days, and then I got summoned to my first colonoscopy ever. 
not so much fun, although I didn't take the drugs and was, um, I guess, uh, sober for the entire thing. Wow. And you get to watch it. Double wow. So I weighed the results of a biopsy and a polyp scan. So that's fun. That should happen in three or four weeks. But uh, fingers crossed, people. Fingers crossed. Now, uh, I mentioned we have three children. The eldest is in her second year of university studies, and she's also a varsity athlete. And during her second week of the season this September, uh, due to a terrible, frankly, tackle on the football pitch, she strained the ligaments in both her ankle and her knee. Season over. Hello, four-wheeled scooter. Almost eight weeks later, it's still not healing correctly, so now she's on a waiting list for an MRI, follow-up x-ray. I Honestly, I feel bad for her, but uh, I also think that Rome really got built faster than our MRI and x-ray booking procedures here in the country of Canada where I live, but I digress. And then um, this, uh, this week, that same middle child with the eye injury was informed by a surgeon barring the results from a pending additional x-ray and MRI that his knee has suffered some degree of an ACL tear. It happened uh, during a football match last week, which I attended. He looked great because the injury happened, but he got back up, played the rest of the final 60 minutes of the match, and scored two goals. They were incredible goals. Not sure if the timeline for him to be on the shelf but um, you can imagine his feelings right now in terms of you know the eye injury and now the knee injury so yeah um, it's not been a fun year and it kind of segues a little bit into the announcement now those were personal insights I do wear my heart on my sleeve, even in leadership now. And I thought what I do is segue into something that I'm really proud to announce despite the calamities of my 2022 year. And that is, I'm almost done writing my fifth book. The title is Work Life Bloom, and it will publish in October of 2023. And as much as those incidents in my life uh, are causing me duress, work-life bloom actually, I believe, is kind of an antidote for myself and hopefully for many of you. You know, for years, I've been thinking and interviewing people and doing primary and secondary research, and I really believe I've got to get something off my chest. And that is, there is no such thing as work-life balance. It's a term that you, we need to renounce, if not repudiate, from the leadership lexicon forthwith, going forward, immediately. The term is so distressingly inadequate that I tend to go apoplectic every time I hear it. Yet, too many leaders are abusing it. Leaders are continuing to apply work-life balance, if you will, as a prosthesis for a team member's happiness. It's not nearly enough to be balanced between work and life. That's balderdash. The workplace burnout irony is perhaps a clue. Even the World Health Organization officially classified burnout 
as a syndrome related to, quote, chronic workplace stress that has not been successfully managed. Now, like with work-life balance as a phrase and as a concept, there's another phrase freely used by many leaders that I also believe requires our examination. It's as follows. We want you to bring your best self to work. (sighs) Sometimes they replace best self with whole selves or authentic selves. But whatever leaders are using, there's a problem. First off, the phrase is a stupid catchphrase gone sideways. It's like bad HR speak about as useful these days as quiet quitting or great resignation or ghost jobs or productivity paranoia. Like, come on. We've already had enough buzzword bingo phrases to last a lifetime, in my opinion. Bringing our best selves or our authentic selves to work, much like work-life balance, that can't be the goal. It's nonsense. Now, by choice or out of necessity, the manner in which many workers make a living has been undergoing a fundamental change leading into the pandemic and certainly mid and, if we want to call it, post-pandemic. To make a living is to accept that there is a congenital bond between work and life, between what we do and our definition of self and what happens to us in life. Thus, I believe that every one of us, whether you're a leader, team member with no reports, whatever, we need to become a work-life gardener. Yeah, a work-life gardener tending to our own garden boxes. But I also have discovered, and I truly believe, that as a leader, people who lead teams and people, you have a critically important part to play. You possess tools in your garden shed that actually can help your team members. So subsequently, I believe you must consider how work and life fit in with one another and how they are aligned. We bring our work into life every day. And our life, well, that gets entangled in our work equally so. There is no way around it in this, I hope, a post-pandemic era. Work is incorporated with life, not balanced. Team members don't need to bring their best selves to work. They simply require support to be their best. Yet, if you're a leader, you still need to know what levers to pull, what garden tools to use, when and why. I found that numerous elements influence everyone's work and life. And through primary and secondary research, those interviews, those analyses I've conducted, I've actually identified six key work factors, as well as six key life factors, think of them like self, definition of self factors, that allow people to be their best. Now, dependent on how well the work and life factors are viewed, team members will end up adopting one of four personas. And these four personas change over time as well, depending on circumstances, like 
if you will, a garden box and what's going on with the weather. There's a hurricane or an ice storm or a heat wave. Certain things happen to that garden box. But no garden box can actually thrive. Crops don't really uh, grow, if you will, unless there's a gardener. And gardeners need help as well. So all of these findings will be, pun intended, unearthed in what I'm proud to announce today is my fifth book, which will be published in October 2023. I can't wait. Because if we are to consign the terms work-life balance and best self to the compost, (laughs) demolishing them with a gigantic spade, while pioneering a new bond between work and life, you need to introduce a new adage that does some justice. I believe it's time to appeal for a new, if not more benevolent, work-life philosophy. And I want to take this opportunity to introduce you warmly and formally to that better word. Bloom. And the book is Work-Life Bloom. Now, in hindsight and retrospect, I'm not exactly blooming right now because of what's going on in my life. But I have bloomed before, and I know what it takes to get back into that bloom persona. I'm in one of the other three, by extension, right now. And so in this book, not only do I identify the six work factors and the six life and self factors, but the mechanics in which for you as a leader to use that garden hoe to help your team members grow their own garden box so that they indeed can bloom. I'm going to bloom again. I'm confident. All of these weird situations that have happened to me in 2022 have happened. And they are externalities, if you will, that are, you know, painful But I'm going to grow again. I'm going to bloom. And so what I want to do is to present this book to you next year in 2023 to help you help others bloom as well. Thanks for listening. This has been another episode of Leadership Now with me, Dan Pontefract.